0: All right, welcome to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Matt Pavrotsky alongside two incoming transfers for the Gopher Soccer program at the University of Minnesota. We have Gabby Cesseroni and we have Sophia Romine both here. Thank you so much for joining us, you guys.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: All right. And I actually pronounced those last names correctly. So I we are just crushing it off the bat right now. First, let's jump in. So for, if folks have not somehow have not seen you both being announced, Gabby is a two-time All-American at WashU, originally from Illinois, now coming to the Gophers. They listed you as a defender. As I will tell everyone, position listings are complete lies at the college level. It is always a trick. It is It is always a trick. So we will not we will not hold you to only playing on the back line. Bea Romine, Gophers fans might recognize because, sorry, we don't want to get people upset. She scored against the Gophers <laughs> last spring. She has played every game of her career at the University of Wisconsin, and you're originally from Michigan. I will tease. I said a lot of Midwestern states just now, so we are going to have to dive into some Midwest-related crap later. So just. Be <laughs> what like do. But All right. Pretty- But first, let's, you know, let's imagine that viewers of the show, listeners to the podcast have not seen you both play. Let's imagine they haven't seen you yet. Talk a little bit about sort of your game and and how you would describe your game if someone's never seen it. And I should say right off the bat as well, I'm revoking any humbleness that both of you have because I'm sure you both have it. You are not allowed. You have to. This is a all hype zone. This is an all (laughs) all hype zone. So how you like how you would sell yourself to Aaron the first time she talked to you about playing for the U, that's how you have to describe yourself. So Sophia, let's have you go first. For those who haven't seen you play, and I'm sure gopher fans actually have seen you maybe a couple times. <laughs> how would you describe your your game uh, as, um, a, as a player?
2: Well, I am pretty small, um, so I guess I kind of have to be like feisty. I would kind of describe myself. Um, so like defending wise, I love to slide tackle. Um, I kind of go for it. I love to dribble. Um, yeah, I've been kind of working on like my finishing throughout the years, but I think that's something that I can definitely improve on. But yeah, I guess I just, I'm kind of just, I try to be all around, just kind of buzz around, but that's how kind of, I would describe myself in a simple way.
0: <laughs> Scrappy buzz around and slide. Yeah. Those are three, those I, are three really kept people. Remember that people remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Gabby, Gabby, how about you? You're coming off Four seasons starring for Wash U. How would you describe your game for folks?
1: Um, I guess I would say, like, my biggest thing is super competitive. I think, like, this is true to any defenders. You have to be pretty intrinsically motivated as a defender. It's not as glorious as being a forward sometimes. Um, but, yeah, super competitive. Um Same idea of like, you have to be scrappy as a defender. You have to be pretty feisty too. Um, Yeah. And then I guess like for me, a big thing is probably composure. Obviously having played four years at the collegiate level already being pretty like confident and also just being composed in that uh, position is pretty important. And I'd say it's one of my biggest assets.
0: And we're gonna stick in this in this realm for a little bit, only to let you guys talk about your game a little bit. Gabby, we need to jump in. You had you talk about being a defender, and that's not as glamorous sometimes as being maybe an attacker or a forward, but you did have, you know, what is it, seven goals, three assists at Wash U. So I mainly I want us to talk about those goals. Are these all you getting in on set pieces, like a stereotypical <laughs> defender thing, or were you do you need to talk about some of these? where you like busting down the line and like getting into the attack? Is it just sort of, I'm a big player who gets in on set pieces, defending scoring, or are you like, do you want to ball out a little bit?
1: Um, well, most of my goals are off set pieces. However, one of them was, yeah, I guess my last goal was more so like me getting into the attack and I'm definitely not above it. I mean, I love getting into the attack if I can, um, But yeah, the majority of them are set pieces, but it is, it is exciting as a defender when you get to go up the field a little bit.
0: Do you, and I guess you met, we talked about set piece and it's sort of implied, but do you like to get balls out of the air? Are you an aerial threat? Is that part of your sort of set piece game?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable getting up in the air defensively and offensively. So it's kind of nice to be able to do both as a defender.
0: Right. You're probably used to being like a big time aerial threat. And then you join this team and Raylin is standing right next to you. And you're like, oh, actually, <laughs> I think he might get on the end of this ball before I get on the end of it. You yeah, know, that's
1: probably let, the case.
0: Let, let's let Raylin go up for this one because uh, that six, five frame has slightly more ability in the air than I will. Exactly. So, multiple threats are always good. And Sophia, this is kind of a funny thing about your, at least on your U- UW, um, profile and it's maybe just that this got created early on or whatever it is. It mentions you leading your team in scoring and assists as a freshman. And then your bio is completely dark about the rest of your high school career. So I had to ask, is this one of those playing clubs? You can't play high school situations, or did you truly yeah. just speak like crazy as a freshman and then be like, you know what? Peace.
2: <laughs> no, no. I loved high school soccer. I played my freshman year. I, I always knew I wanted to play. Um, and then, so I played for a team my freshman year that allowed me to play um, uh-huh. high school. And then I actually switched clubs my sophomore year, and so mm-hmm. that was definitely a bigger commitment and definitely the right choice to stick with just club. But no, yeah, I loved I loved high school, but I yeah, yeah, it was super fun.
0: There was I I don't remember what year the change happened, but Minnesota had one of those things too, where actually for a while there was a rule where like no club players could do both and then the high school league changed it back I I don't delve too deep into club politics because I just get yelled at by parents <laughs> and coaches and every, so I don't I don't go too deep but it is a weird tension that exists so you're not yeah. the only four I'm sure that sort of drifted mm-hmm. in the club and then mm-hmm. weren't allowed to do yeah. you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah definitely
0: it's a, I'm a glad, glad at least
2: had experience one year of it so
0: well and all you did was lead your team in goals and assists as a <laughs> president, so you that's that's all you did as a freshman
2: oh my gosh (laughs) all
0: right so let's jump in now to the sexiest part of the show which is the logistics of the transfer portal so i i feel like on equal time we featured a bunch of just different transfers and talked about the transfer process a lot and i realized we've never actually talked about the actual just logistical process of getting yourself into the portal i think the dynamics of sort of being nervous about making the decision and then telling people. And then by the time you put your name in and all those things, but how do you actually get into that transfer portal, which is, you know, this database that all these college coaches can see, but how do you get yourself into that portal so that you, um, can, you know, be, be recruited or, you know, what actually goes, what do you actually put into that, that portal? And we started a little on this before we were recording, because that's how curious I am about this Mm -hmm. non-glamorous part of the process, but Gabby, you are the you have seniority here. Talk about what you had to do to get yourself in there,
1: yeah. so getting into the portals actually really straightforward. The actual process of putting your name in it, I think logistically took ten minutes, maybe. Um, so what it kind of looks like is if you want to enter the portal, you go to your compliance officer for your school, whoever that might be. Um, and for me, I have a pretty good relationship with our uh, compliance officer so just like sent him an email and was like hey you know i'm looking to go into the portal um you know not sure like where i stand yet with the whole transfer idea but how does that work and he just emailed me back and said i need your student id and you just have to like make a ncaa account and send me that number and i did that and then he said all right you're in the portal and then from there um You can kind of set your own uh, stipulations like, yes, I would like to be contacted. Like coaches can contact me and have my information through the portal or have it be, no, I don't want to be contacted, but I can choose to contact schools. Um, So then from there, there's some nuances based off your own preferences.
0: And Sophia, assuming the process was the same for you, what did you actually have to put into your profile? Is it literally just like name, position? And then current school, like, is it that, well, is it have, that
2: They actually have to fill that. I'm trying to think. So I had to like do a form, but I really didn't add a lot of detail for it. I think it's just, yeah. you know, they, I think just position name, they know, you know. They
0: yeah, can, they, can, they, they can Google, Google you. you Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the internet.
2: Yeah, but yeah, same thing. Pretty straightforward. I had to fill out a form 10 minutes later. Like she said, they were like, you're in the portal. So I didn't realize it was that quick and that easy, but
0: yeah. It's yeah. Well, and I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming by that point you sort of knew that, like, if I put my name in here, people will eventually find out because some coach will see me then. So by the time mm-hmm. you've done that, it's like very much decided too. you're like, yeah. well, this is just the procedural step after I've already had to have like the quote unquote drama of like <laughs> my family, my coaches, mm-hmm. my teammates, whatever. Yeah. But I'm also super curious. And Sophia, you can start on this one what were some of like the craziest and or like least expected programs that reached out to you? I know we like from just random parts of the country or like just schools, you were like, Oh, wow. What is yeah. this place? We're, we're, either for being like a big time surprise that you didn't expect program like X to reach mm-hmm. out to you or even just like random factor. What yeah. were some so those random ones that sort of like reached actual
2: out? the names of the schools? Sure. So like Seattle, I mean, I've never talked to Seattle in my life. It was just kind of random. I was like, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, some of uh, the smaller schools that I kind of talked to before.
0: Yeah.
2: And then, um, like, Xavier, uh, St. Louis, I think were pretty pretty cool ones. And then Minnesota was – I was very – not, like, surprised, but I was actually talking to my dad um, a couple weeks before, and I was like – like, we were, like, thinking about Minnesota. And something just in my head was, like, I really – I loved it there. My dad kind of brought it up. So it was pretty cool that I just saw Minnesota there. That was probably my biggest, like most exciting one for me. Yeah,
0: It's well. in Seattle, maybe folks, equal time folks remember that Emily Bunnell a Minnesotan played at Baylor, then played at the U and then finished her career at Seattle. So we've had some Seattle amplification. They're like a power in the whack, you know, out on the, out on the West coast. Gabby, Mm -hmm. how about you? What were some of the random ones that popped up for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like my schools were probably a little bit more random, given that I was a D3 uh, yeah. student athlete. Um, I right. mean, like one of them was Citadel. I had never heard of the school previously. It's like, yeah, a, yeah it's has like military affiliations. Um, but like yeah. that was one. Um, honestly, for me, I didn't pay as much attention to the emails I got through the portal just because my process knowing that I was a D3 student looking to maybe go D1 was that I was seeking out the teams that I was previously interested in and relying more on that than teams reaching me through the portal. Um,
0: But I mean- You you technically put your name in, but you also knew that you were going to be doing a little bit of like spreading the word of like, hey, if you need a defender, like I'm capable, I can come in, like I've literally, you know, I at least have all American next to my name. I can't be that bad. Like, Hey, do you need a defender?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was more so the process for me. So being in the portal and like getting, um, talking to schools that way, I actually didn't use the portal in that regards for myself.
0: Right. Right. And that makes, and that does make sense. I mean, especially if someone, like you said, you're D3, you sort of have to just because of what people would like put assumptions on different programs, it would be like, well, it's a D three kid. I'm not going to go after her, but then maybe if you talk to someone, they look you up and they're like, Oh, actually Gabby can hang. She can play. Um, (laughs) And I, and I think both of you already spoke a little bit to this, but obviously you go into the portal and maybe you did have some idea of the types of programs who would reach out to you, but it doesn't seem like either of you went into the portal sort of knowing for sure you'd be going to the U. And so I'm curious for you and Sophia, you, you mentioned that Minnesota reached out to you, but Talk about sort of that first time where Minnesota got on the landscape, and for you, Gabby, maybe you even why you want if you proactively reached out to Aaron or the staff. Sort of why you knew about Minnesota, and I, I, I will, I do know there's some Minnesotans down at Wash U, and I don't know if like Sydney Essler was telling you about like ice fishing and hot dish or whatever the <laughs> hell Minnesotans talk about. <laughs>
1: Essler so- definitely talked about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's like, hey, you're from the Midwest, maybe you're not scared to like go up north and freeze. But, exactly. So, it was yeah, so talk about for you, Gabby, you can start, when was the first time that sort of Minnesota got on your radar and then how did that conversation go?
1: Yeah. So for me, like what my process looked like was when I always knew I was going to be doing more school um, after my undergraduate years. And um, for me, it was whether or not I was going to pursue med school or master's program. Um and then once I decided on doing a masters program and then obviously with covid I was sitting there and I was like it wasn't ever in my plan to play more soccer um after my undergrad but then I was like I have this extra year um so what was kind of the deal for me was I made my list of the top academic schools that I was interested in based off their program alone um okay. not factoring in soccer at all mm-hmm. um and then from there, I started to reach out to those schools and being like, do I have like a chance with this school soccer wise? Um, so for me, Minnesota was one of my top schools that I was looking at for the program um, before sure. even looking at soccer. And then conveniently, my assistant coach at the time actually was Aaron's player at DePaul. So uh, nice. sure. I knew if I had asked her and I was like, and also when I first started to look, um, Aaron hadn't been named as the head coach yet. So right. I was like, this is weird. Minnesota is this one I'm super interested in, but don't know who the coach is. Um,
0: <laughs> literally, who, literally, who do I talk to?
1: Yeah, lo and behold, a week later it was announced. And my coach, right. because I was in um, a lot of discussion between my head coach and assistant coach, they were super helpful through the whole entire process for me. Um, yeah. And she was like, did you see this? And she was like, well, it looks like you have an in to Minnesota. She was like, I can send her you know, a follow up email. So basically, I reached out to Aaron with an email. And then um, she obviously talked to Becker, who was my assistant coach. And then from there, we set up a time to talk and the rest is kind of history from there.
0: Yeah, nice. So Sophia, how about you? And I obviously you had a bunch of other programs reaching out to you. Even when Minnesota reached out to you, did you have a process in your mind of sort of okay, maybe I'll do like, you know, a half dozen conversations, maybe I'll do this many visits, or, but is it, I'm assuming also there's like the logistics of, well, I have my own damn like season going on and I have all this other stuff. So for you, how did you approach sort of, okay, I know I'm going to get flooded with X amount of messages. So here's what I want to do. And then when Minnesota was in the picture, how did that factor in?
2: So kind of funny story. Um, so Minnesota is my first school that reached out. Uh-huh. uh so i saw aaron today and i was pretty excited i knew her um from before
1: mm-hmm. um
2: so she reached out and i emailed her back right away and or pretty soon after and asked for a phone call and uh-huh. so we talked on the phone that went well we set up a um so we were talking i was planning on visiting we were texting that night planning to visit for a couple weeks later and yeah. really in my mind i i just had this right feeling about minnesota i loved aaron yep. and um I knew in my head if I liked that school when I went there, when I visited, that would be the school I would choose. And I loved it. It felt everything just fell into place. I loved the staff. I loved everyone. So, I, my mind was pretty set on Minnesota. I mean, there were a couple others, but yeah, yeah I, I knew soon before my visit, I was kind of just banking on really loving it there, and I did so.
0: Like they got in pretty early and from there were a front runner type of thing. And yeah. when, you, when you say you knew Erin from before, is that because did she recruit you when she was at DePaul and you were still pursuing? Is that like how you had known her at first?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then, I just sort of knew her from that, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I really liked her. That's, so mm-hmm.
0: That's actually fairly common when we've talked to other transfers, like Katie Coker came over a few years ago and she had initially considered the U and then went to Marquette. And then when she transferred, she came to the U after like sort of the, she had some level of exposure and then eventually yeah. comes over mm-hmm. for you. When you say you had to schedule a visit, are we basically just saying like you were here to play the you, and the gopher players were like talking to you during dead times? Like, is this, is this like a, you had to kind of have a visit? Except yeah, it was pretty didn't. quick.
2: It was really quick. I had to go before, uh, like the dead period. right? 15th. Yeah. So I had to go and I actually, um, I met some of the players there and they were all awesome too. So I, yeah. that was great. I got to see them and yeah, it was Perfect. <laughs>
0: nice. Well, we're gonna do a, just a quick break to uh, thank our supporter. Folks will see Pens Homes down on the bottom. This week's episode is brought to you by Pens Homes. Pens Homes is a real estate team with Keller Williams. I personally have experience working with Nate and Lydia. I am sitting in the home that they helped me buy last fall and they helped us sell our other home. Um, Nate's been a supporter of the local soccer community, including as an owner of the new Minnesota women's soccer team. Um, We also enjoyed working with one of their preferred lenders, Angie Scherer. She still takes random questions from me via email to this day about random lake lots I want to buy. She is a saint. So if folks have questions about uh, house stuff, whether selling, buying, needing a furnace, flooring, go to penthomes.com and shoot them a message. And so, Gabby, I want to talk, I'm a D3 kid, not to the quality that you are, um, obviously. I, n- I never had any, all anything next to my name, let alone All-American. But for, but for folks who don't follow D3 sort of in a broader sense, they maybe don't know that, like, how legit WashU is. You know, you all are, last few years are constantly in, like, the sectionals, final four, like, that level of, like, D3 program. And I know, you know, if folks know a lot about the college soccer like landscape, they probably know that plenty of good players end up at different levels. It's not just like everyone at D1 is great. Everyone at D2 is sort of good. Everyone at D3 sucks. Like it's good players filter to different levels for different reasons. So people who follow that probably understand that. But for you. Obviously, now being a part of the the U, you're obviously capable of playing D1, but you you did have that experience at D3. So, how did you end up at WashU to begin with? Just tell folks a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I mean it's um, a funny story how I actually ended up at WashU because when I was looking, um, I was only looking at D1 schools. I played for a competitive team like Sophia at Eclipse, like the characteristic school that sends kids to like good D1 schools. Um, and that was kind of my mind. Um, the biggest thing for me though was I always knew for me, my education was my priority for my undergrad. Um, and that was something that was constantly on my mind during the recruiting process. There were some schools that were really good soccer schools but wasn't the academic caliber that I was looking for myself. Um, and also being you know, a 16 year old kid that wanted to go to med school at the time and wanted to do a pretty rigorous um, major, there were some schools that I felt as though I would be pressured to maybe look at different majors that weren't so time intensive right. um, and things like that. So for me, what ended up happening was at the time, um, the head coach, Jim Conlin saw me at one of the showcases, I think it was New Jersey, maybe, um, reached out to me and I mean, the kind of the D1 mentality, I was like, I don't want to play D3. I want to play D1. I don't even want to visit. This school isn't on my list. Yeah. Um, And my mother, as she knew best, was like, you know what? This is a really good school. It's also a competitive school. Even if it's not D1, you should go visit.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she convinced me to go visit. And when I was on campus, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the team, um, the school, also the coaches. I really clicked with um, the coaches that I met while I was there. And I was like, this honestly is going to give me the most balanced sort of lifestyle where I can still play really competitive soccer, pursue all of these other extracurriculars I want to do, which isn't always afforded to you playing D1.
0: and."
1: Also, it was just a great fit for me and the rest is history. After I visited, I fell in love and I did a complete 180 and I was all gung-ho about the D3 lifestyle.
0: Yeah. You well, maybe the coach knew you well enough to be like, listen, I'm gonna sell this nerd on this great nerdy school and get her to come (laughs) in. And I say that I say that with all positivity. The gophers are loaded with nerds. So when you mention like uh, people doing like really rigorous academic programs while also playing half the time when I got taught to go for players, they're like, oh, I'm going to this advanced degree program after I graduate. So I couldn't play pro soccer because I want to be a physical therapist or some like fancy thing. I'm like, these are some high achieving women that you're crushing it with. So you, you chose the right path. And you, Gabby, you all also had like sort of a bonkers fall situation last fall where so your coach, there's a funny Big Ten tie into this. Your coach at Wash U left to take the head coaching job at Grand Valley State, and that job was open because the head coach at D two Powerhouse Grand Valley State went to go coach Michigan State. And so your coach left to coach the Spartans and then your coach left like a week, like two weeks before camp. And yeah, so a week before. This bonkers transition. So you as a leader, how did you, you know, help the team sort of through and you were a good team, so like there's a lot of player infrastructure, but that's still sort of bonkers. You know, like a college coach can kind of run your entire life, and, they, and then it changes. So how did you help sort of lead through that
1: process? Yeah, I mean, this is something that I've come to realize a lot being at a D3 school and also being at, again, a really high-achieving D3 school is it's a completely different landscape logistically than D1. Um There's so many things afforded to you at at the D1 level that just aren't at the D3 level. Um, And because of that, as a player, you are very much so involved in a lot of the logistical things going on with um, the soccer team that are kind of, I think, behind the scenes sometimes um, at some of the other levels. So when that happened, obviously, um, a week before we were reporting, and we were reporting in four days, I think, and also, we not only lost our head coach, we lost our assistant coach. So um, we're sitting there four days out. We have freshmen coming in, moving in in a couple of days, and we don't have any coach. Um, so it was pretty rapid. Where um, WashU put out, you know, an announcement that they were going to open up interviews. Within three days, they had a couple candidates, and they were like, "We're going to have to find someone within three more days." So. These candidates are kind of what we have. We have some really competitive candidates. Um, me and my senior class met uh, the candidates, and then pretty soon after, we had a head coach. Um, but logistically, in my class um, did a lot with planning our preseason, like meals. Um, we did a lot of grocery store runs. We were in charge of making sure freshmen and our team were fed. Um, And also just planning things out. And we also, you know, had this coach that not only had to get acclimated to a new team, but also didn't have, you know, that supporting assistant coach that usually handles a lot of the logistical things. So that fell on my class this fall. Um, Itineraries were made by people in my class. Um, We were in charge of distributing equipment. And at the time, you know, it seems like pretty crazy, but
0: it's not as crazy
1: as it sounds.
0: Gabby, I think the word is inappropriate to make you all do that.
1: (laughs) But it's not as surprising because we were already so involved at the D3 level to begin with. Like that, it never seems like that much. And also, I mean, we were like, if we're not doing it, I mean, if you want it done right, like my class was like, we have the experience, like as, you know, these older kids on the team. So let's kind of grab our boots and get like a little bit messy and help the team out. And it was honestly a great experience. I had a blast doing things that I never thought I would like going to Sam's and getting, you know, a $600 order of food and carting it back to our athletic complex. But it was a really good time.
0: I mean, at the very least, I hope what you just said is that you had a credit card from the athletic department and that you all weren't floating this. (laughs)
1: Yes, no, I I did not front the cost of feeding 30 (laughs) girls, but it was it was a good time.
0: Okay, that's the only thing that makes me not like call-up wash you right now and just like file an official complaint. And (laughs) Sophia, interestingly, it sounds like Gabby was doing a lot of sports management there. You at least at on the Wisconsin website, it listed your major as sports management. I don't know if you've pivoted (laughs) away from that, but for you, you, for you for that major, what kind of are you sort of already interested in things like coaching or did you just want to get into other sides of the sports industry or what you know what yeah, kind of things are you interested with that kind of career path
2: definitely um sports is the biggest thing so like I always do growing up I didn't want to just sit in an office and not do anything with sports or at least yeah. if I'm sitting in an office I want to be doing something with sports um <laughs> so I always knew that and uh so when I was actually talking to our academic advisor. Um, he said that they had that major and I was just like very surprised because I like yeah. didn't know there was, you know, so that was yeah. pretty cool. And then he said I could also do a minor in um, coaching. And so I think I'm going to do that. And so, yeah, I don't know. I definitely, when I come out of college, I definitely want to start with like little kids and coach them, but yeah, I don't know exactly what I want to do yet. So I yeah. chose uh, both ways of coaching and like the sport management kind of business route. So I'm hoping Did that you- I'll figure it out.
0: Did your interest in coaching start because you had coaches that you really like certain coaches that you really liked? Or were there certain coaches you had where you were like, man, this should be a lot easier or both?
2: Oh, both. I think when I was in club, that's when I really, um, I, I not like had a passion for it, but I was like, I think I, I would like this a lot. Uh And then, yeah, definitely through my, um, year at college, I think that, um, I also was just, yeah, like I learned a lot from those coaches. Right. And so um, not good or bad, just kind of just learning from them, like their differences. So, right. yeah, I think that I can kind of, I kind of learned what I could do in this situation better. Or maybe like what I was thinking that's way better that they did. So, yeah, right. that kind of stemmed from all that.
0: But, well, and you'll get, and now being with a whole new program, a whole new staff, you'll also have. All these different data points, like floating around, of like, oh, now yeah. Maya does stuff like this. Ali does stuff like this. Oh, I see yeah. Tara with the exactly. keepers like this. It's, it's all mm-hmm. these things where you can just be like, oh, I like that. I would change that. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, you just like yeah. file stuff away.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Just the communication nice. too is a big thing too that I've, you know, had to uh, be a lot better with with communicating with my coaches in college and the girls around me. Oh. So that also has helped a lot.
0: Yeah. And I I will say, um, we are going to mark this for the record that, Sophia, you are a twin. And I'm marking that for the record because I'm also a twin and I'm not going to ask you a question. And I'm not going to, and Mark, my twin hosts a lot of other different shows on here, but I'm only marking it for the record, Sophia, because being a twin means answering questions about being a twin that are really stupid. So I'm not going (laughs) to ask you any questions about it. And I want everyone to mark that and give me credit for not asking you questions. <laughs> we are just putting it on the record that you are a twin and I didn't ask you about it.
2: What question, like what's a question you were maybe thinking that you aren't going to ask? Uh,
0: like who was born first? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. uh, are you, are you identical? Who cares? Like just look at a picture. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, you would think you, we
2: are actually, but we're not. A lot of people think we are identical. So that's not a dumb question. That's actually a pretty good question.
0: <laughs> well, that, well, that, the truth is, almost no twins actually get tested to see if they're identical. They just, like, Mark and I look identical, and so we just say we are. We never got tested for it.
2: Yeah. Who
0: who goes to the hospital and gets yeah, tested? I, for- me and see? my sister
2: got tested for it three times because they didn't know. Because they, like, didn't believe that we were fraternal because we looked that much alike.
0: Holy shit. Okay, well, you are really breaking my assumptions here, and now... <laughs> Gabby, you got to see that I I attempted to keep away from it, but I also, the show's about you, Sophia, and so that's why I did respond (laughs) to the dialogue. I pushed
2: that one. I pushed it.
0: Okay. That's okay. It's okay. I just wanted to mark that for the record as someone who's had to answer a lot of weird twin questions. <laughs> I, I do think Sophia, you know, you mentioned, i sort of joked earlier, you're, or you're listed as, you know, midfielder slash forward. And obviously in the front six in any system, like roles can be different. It's not, you know, positions there truly yeah. can sort of be interchangeable. Is it a, is it a, you know, four, three, three, is it whatever? Oh, and I'm being told now that Gabby has twin sisters. We're getting told in the chat. Oh no we are, we are overloaded, Johnna Lee, thank you for telling me that we're getting we're getting direct really? cessone material.
1: yeah, I do have sisters that are twins
0: this is this is too much you guys. We're overloaded with twin dialogue at this point <laughs> I what's going on i I think former former gopher was Maddie Castro no, she's not a twin. she played with twins. who cares? no, you guys it does not matter. we'll move on, but I So Sophia, you, you know, you play in that sort of front six and I think Wisconsin, I think you all played like a four, four, two diamond midfield. Right. And so you obviously did get on the end of balls. You scored against the U, but is there within that system or even, and the U kind of played that, that four, four, two diamond last year, although I don't know if it's, I don't think Aaron is married to always playing that system, but for you, you know, how do you, how do you think about sort of the position you play best or how you play those different positions? And obviously the position itself can be overblown, but for you sort of in that system, where did you play? If that were the system that you sticks with, you know, where do you like to play?
2: Where do I like to play?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Personally, personally I played um, obviously anywhere. I really love playing anywhere, Mm -hmm. Um, but I played out wide more at Wisconsin. And um Like club, I was more – I like more to find myself as a central player. Like I like being – kind of weirdly, I'd rather have three players around me than have 50 yards of space. Like I like those kind of smaller spaces. So that was definitely different for me, Um, kind of having that ball out wide. So I think I kind of had that balance more of like those tight spaces and being out wide. Okay. So I think it will be interesting to see um, where if I fit along, you know, um, whether it's forward, midfield, you know, center back.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, Um, you're just going to casually drop center back in there. (laughs) there. Yeah. I
2: think I definitely learned a lot um, playing out wide. I, I, again, I like playing anywhere. So um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
0: I, the, I, and I know Aaron absolutely would love me talking about the tactics of the team, me not knowing anything about anything, but I I love the idea of if there happens to be a a switch to a four, three, three, there's just so many impacts from that because so many players like you could be it could be a wide player and maybe you play well in combination or like whatever. And the Gophers, especially last fall, had this thing where when they got enough numbers together and could actually combine, it was just magic. I mean, like it was absurd. Like when the U played you guys, the game is always kind of a grind like against Wisconsin because you all are scrappy as hell, you know, like borderline pushing and and scrapping and making stuff difficult you badgers and then the and then like other games like ohio state and penn state the u was so wide open because Raylan would get in there and combine and meg gray would be combining and there'd be all this flow and so it's it's for players like you where you can play multiple spots i think sort of how it comes together is going to be so fun because there's so many players coming back almost no players left like it's just it's just going to be a bunch of you all like finding spots or like Gabby, they'll yes. throw you an outside mid or something, you know, like it's going to be random town. Like it's going to be random town. It just will yeah.
2: be. I'm going to be center back and Gabby's going to be outside mid.
0: I. Elizabeth Overberg starts as a in center back. Now everyone wants to be center back. She's, she shifts back there now. Everyone wants to be center back. E we're giving you credit for starting that trend. Okay. So now, now Gabby, you are from Illinois. You played in Missouri. Now you're coming to Minnesota, Sophia. You are from Michigan. You played in Wisconsin. Now you're coming from Minnesota. I just said a whole bunch of Midwest words just now, and so you two forced this on the show. We have to do the first time ever. We are doing a Midwest trivia segment, which I guess we're doing. I didn't want to do this. You (laughs) made this happen. So we are gonna we are gonna burn through. A a few questions, and um, you both will win, I'm telling you right now. You both are winners already. So we are just going to burn through. I'll ask the question. I'll give you, like, a few seconds to think, and then I'll let one of you guess first. And I know you're both honest, so neither of you will lie and take the other's answer. So first, and one of you should know this, which state is home to the Mackinac Bridge? You can hold. And now, Sophia, you can answer first. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> Gabby what what did you think?
1: That was going to be my guess cuz I've never heard of it. But.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Which state is home to the rock and roll hall of fame? Gabby, you yeah, can guess first.
1: Think Michigan.
0: What do you think, Sophia?
2: No idea. Uh Ohio? I don't know. Yes. Ohio.
0: It is. Yeah. By the way, these are taken from several internet quizzes, so I did not fact check any of this, but I do know that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, so congratulations. That was a
2: wild guess. That was a guess.
0: And then next one, Mount Rushmore is in which state? Sophia, you can guess first.
2: South Dakota.
0: Gabby, what's your guess?
1: I was going to say North Dakota.
0: It is South. It is South. Although <laughs> I will, I will tell you, no one cares about the Dakotas. You guys don't have to care about the Dakotas. <laughs> Next question. This one I think is probably the easiest of any of them. The gateway arch is in which state? Gabby, you can guess first.
1: I think I'd have to say Missouri. Sophia. Missouri.
0: I mean, yeah, it's a good it's a good choice to copy <laughs> M- yeah. the sucker. So here's one. Theodore Roosevelt National Park is in which state? Sophia, you get to guess on this one.
2: No idea.
1: No idea.
0: Gabby. I don't know.
1: Maybe Indiana.
0: North Dakota. Be- and in oh. other places again, you guys, it doesn't matter. The Dakota's <laughs> over there, but it, it is over there.
1: We'll just say Dakota.
2: Doesn't matter yeah. which south and north.
0: <laughs> yeah, just say Dakota combine them. They don't need four senators, you guys. They just don't. they don't. <laughs> Um, next one, the iconic spoon and cherry sculpture is in which state? Sophia, you can guess first.
2: I'm going to go with Dakota. It seems like a hot one right
1: now. Gabby? I was going to say Wisconsin.
0: Oh, you guys, that one is the only Minnesota answer on the list.
1: <laughs> it's a good thing we're not there yet.
0: Yeah, really, no. <laughs> really hip. Um, art obsessed Minneapolis people are going to be so frustrated by you. That'll actually. be
2: our that'll be our first uh, first stop. Fun yeah, fact, stop fun minute. fact,
0: that sculpture had to get shifted shipped to like New York to get repaired and repainted and the person who does that repair for the for the museum is my friend's brother. So wow. I'm That's so awesome. connected. I'm so connected. <laughs> this here's one the world's tallest man Robert Wadlow, was from which Midwestern state? Well,
2: I know it's not Minnesota.
0: No, it isn't. I gave that clue away. So you can guess oh, first.
2: I'm going to go with
1: Wisconsin.
0: Gabby, what do you think?
1: I was also going to guess Wisconsin.
0: I don't know why you think Wisconsin people are tall. It was Illinois. So that's good. Gosh. This, <laughs> This one, Abe Lincoln is sort of, Famous for being an Illinois bro, but he actually spent most of his childhood in which Midwestern state? And Sophia, you can guess first on this. Ohio? Gabby, what do you think? Iowa? Indiana. I think he was born in Kentucky and then spent most of his childhood in Indiana. So lucky you, Indiana. This, (laughs) The geographic center of North America is in which state? Gabby, you can guess on this.
2: Um, the geographic what?
0: Center. The geographic center of North America.
1: Um, I'm going to guess Iowa.
0: What do you think, Sophia?
1: Illinois.
0: North Dakota. We gave... Wow, Dakota really had a lot of presence on this. On this. <laughs> you. We started... With logistics about entering information on a form, we ended with a quiz about geography. This show is exciting as hell. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Gabby Cesaroni Sophia Romine, two incoming transfers for the Gopher Soccer Program. They will... They will be here this spring to get in. Maybe a couple of exhibitions we'll be able to see. We'll see how the weather goes or if a bubble dome is in play. And then we'll be suiting up for Minnesota in the fall. Thanks so much, Gabby and Sophia, for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you.